Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 94, where we're discussing Some Like It Hoth from season 5 of Lost. So, anyway... I don't want to talk about it. Are you kidding me? How weird is it that your dad is that dude from all those movies? I mean, back then he was called Marvin Candle. Was that like a stage name? Well, part of I don't want to talk about it isn't sinking in. Well, if you didn't want to talk about it, why'd you tell me? How long have you known he was your dad? Third day we were here, I was on line at the cafeteria and my mother got in line behind me. That was my first clue. But all those Dharma dudes end up dead. Don't you want to save them? I can't save them. They're going to get killed no matter what I do, so why bother? I need you to take me to Rosinski at the work site, immediately. You, Hurley, you say a word. Pull over poop, got it. What happened to the body? What body? So I'm new here, Dr. Chang. What does exactly you do with the orchid? It's classified. Oh, really? You can't tell anyone? Not even your wife? No. What about your kids? I have a three-month-old son, so no, I haven't told him. Three months? Wow, congrats. What's his name? Miles. Small world. That's your name too, right, Miles? Yeah. So, are you a fan of jazz, Dr. Chang? Like Miles Davis? My wife is. I like country. So, you two have been here for three years now. Must be pretty tight, huh? Dr. Chang and I don't exactly travel in the same circles. I wasn't aware there were circles. Great. We should all get together for a beer sometime. How awesome would that be? Stop here. You don't need to wait. I'll get it right back with Zinski. Dude, what is this place? What's up with all the secrecy? Don't know. Don't care. Hey, Glenn. What's the serial number that goes on the half sleeve? Four, eight. Fifteen. 16, 23, hold on a minute, it's smudged. 42. 42. How the hell did you know that? Because 
They're building our hatch. What hatch? The one that crashed our plane. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we're discussing Some Like It Hoth, um, a Miles-centric episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think of the episode overall, first off? Um, okay, um, being that I watched this second uh, to, or I guess I watched three episodes and this was the <laughs> this was the uh, third episode that I watched rather than the right. second so um, uh-huh. I thought it was really good it, it filled in small some small gaps that that I had missed um, but um, it was interesting to see even more um, connections to these people and the people that are in the Dharma initiative uh, and, and things like that it was it was really really uh, interesting just to get more into miles as like uh-huh. um, person just you know who he is what he can do right. and things like that so I, I did yeah. like it I mean because miles has always been a character that I that I, I kind of liked because he was he was kind of the Sawyer-y type attitude you know uh-huh. but at the same time as you kind of love to hate him um, but right. it was very interesting to get to kind of know him a little bit more and and I definitely have liked him more in this season obviously than last season. Yeah, you know, and just so. to clarify for everyone, you accidentally watched the variable, which is the next episode, right? Before you watched this episode, yes. and then had to d- double back and watch this one. So, if everything made sense in the variable, since they really didn't overlap much, but you actually got to go back and and watch this episode afterwards. Yes. But now it's all set up, and we're ready yep. to discuss this one. Definitely, I have my own little lost like. Um, you know, like element to the show, you know, yeah. just, just do that sometime, you know, just buy the, buy the next season, like season six, don't watch them <laughs> and then pick them at random and then try to piece it together to make the, Oh, that's mis- a good idea. <laughs> just we to make this mystery even oh, more deeper, you know? Yeah. And we've had people suggest that we go through the show and actually put things in chronological order and talk about them that way. I guess it's kind of like that. Yes. Yes. So the first section I have is in the past. We see Miles as a young child. His mother's looking for an apartment for the two of them. He's walking around the apartment complex and senses a dead man in one of the rooms and goes in to find a body in room number four. Um, So basically all of this stuff happens throughout the episode to establish his gift, his ability to to hear these dead people, so to speak. And uh, that was one of them. Later... As a teen, he shows up to see his mom, who was dying. Of, it looked like cancer or something. Yeah. Apparently, she hasn't seen him in some time. Um, he tells her that he needs her to tell him why he's able to do the things he does, and he needs to know why she won't talk to him about his father. She says his father kicked them out when Miles was just a baby. He didn't want anything to do with them. He's been dead a long time. And Miles asks where his body is, and she says, somewhere you can never go. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, I, we know, yeah. knew, oh, what yeah. that, knew what that <laughs> meant immediately. I mean, um, even though I had watched the other episode mm-hmm. prior, I knew exactly where this was going, even if I hadn't watched it. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, okay, I, I get what's going on here. Um, and uh, But I'm, I'm still curious like miles was in the scene to find out why he can do what he can do right. you know it's like even up and i mean i'm sure we'll talk more and more and more about miles but it, it to me it, there's still no clarity to me exactly why he has the abilities he has right and it does seem important 
because yeah, otherwise, does. I mean, they spend this whole episode telling us about his ability. Um, it seems more and more important all the time. Right. Definitely. So later, Miles meets up with Naomi, and uh, he has his audition to join her team, in which he tells her all about this dead guy's life. He says his name is Felix, and he's on his way to deliver some papers and photos of empty graves to Widmore, all the stuff that he was going to be using to stage the crash of Oceanic 815. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he passes the test with flying colors, and she tells him that you know she has a team going to find a man who should be very difficult to track down, and they need him to use the deceased bodies at this place to help track down this person. She says her employer is willing to pay him $1.6 million to do so. So this is interesting. So, of course, we know they were going after Ben. Right. Um, and they were going to use Miles to communicate with dead bodies on this island to help track Ben down. Right. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, that was that was kind of it was it was weird to me because it was like as almost as soon as they get to the island, they they already they already have been. You know, it's like uh-huh. it, like it almost seemed like Widmore thought something completely different would happen when they were on the island. You know, like it's mm-hmm. gonna be really hard. He'd be hidden. You know, he's almost like trying to find like you know some kind of like terrorist or something like that. It's like you know right. he was gonna be covered and and you know hidden and protected but it's like when they get there he's one of the first people they meet you know yeah, uh, so right. it was, it was, it was <laughs> like he went through great efforts to get these people and, and obviously we know the people he's talking about it seems like he's speaking to the people that in the purge and and mm-hmm. all the other people that been has probably killed through the history of this you know him being on this island right. um, but it's kind of like if miles can read their memories it only is going to lead them up to the point that he they were killed by Ben. So right. to me, it doesn't bring you any closer to him, you know. Uh huh. Well, of right. course, to take us back, I mean, it also helped that you know Jack and them all actually had been in custody whenever Naomi exactly. landed on the island. So yeah. So it kind of made their job a little easier. But yeah, maybe true. They were expecting it to be a lot harder than it was. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I guess if you look back at how. Uh, it was like in season one. It's like you couldn't even see these others. You know, it's oh, like no they, doubt. they were yeah. ghostly. Like so, so I guess I guess I kind of get what Widmore was after, right? And yeah, if he was, too. since he being a part of them knows how hard it is to get close to them, um, I guess I guess that that makes more sense, right? So after that meeting with Naomi, he's picked up by a group of people in a van one of which is one of the other passengers from the Ajira flight, um, who is now part of Elena's group. Mm -hmm. Um, He says they're there to try their best to talk him out of working for Widmore. He asks Miles if he knows what lies in the shadow of the statue, and of course Miles doesn't know, so he says Miles isn't ready to go to the island yet. But if he comes with them, all of the things he spent his life trying to figure out, including his abilities, will be made clear to him. He says that he, what he cares about is money, not those things. And if they pay him double of what Widmore's paying him, he'll listen him. He'll listen to them. Right. And they tell him he's playing for the wrong team. And, uh, you know, Miles asks them who they're playing for. And he says, we're the team who's going to win. Yeah. Uh, that, that to me reinforces the fact that these people um, knew 
that something was going to happen. It worked for Ben, and almost like Ben was creating an army. They may not know mm-hmm. who Ben is, but like they were hired by Ben to be on that plane to come right. and like almost be ready for his command. You know, right? You know, I guess for me at this point, I really remember the the sense of mystery about those Ajira people. You know, Elena and this guy. Right was huge. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was reading more into it than I needed to, but I was very, very confused about their connection to all this stuff that was going on. Yeah. So back in the seventies, Sawyer and Kate returned from delivering Ben to the others and they call miles to have him destroy the security tapes so they won't get caught. But Horace shows up before he can get the chance to destroy them and decides to bring miles into the circle of trust and gives him an object to take to Radzinski, um, he says, in Sector 334. Um, and then in return, Radzinski's going to give him something to bring back to Horace. Miles comments that they're not supposed to be in Sector 334 and says it's hostile territory. So later on, um, Miles arrives uh, to Ed Radzinski, and he calls out some guys to bring out this body, and they place it in a body bag. Radzinski says he had an accident and fell into a ditch and uh, they get the body back into the van and Radzinski tells him to take the body back to Horace. First, Miles asks the body to tell him what really happened, mm-hmm. and uh, which is kind of cool. I like the idea of they're trying to keep all this stuff a secret about what they're doing, but we know Miles is going to figure it out and therefore we'll have an understanding, exactly. at least a little bit of an understanding of exactly what's going on here. Yeah. But any thoughts about all that stuff? Well, um, obviously, um, it was it was really cool to see that you know Miles he was going to give us get us some information, and the information we find out is is totally stuff about you know that we kind of saw and with the hatch you know mm-hmm. early or early on uh, you know that this magnetic pull and all this stuff right. and it it really and I'm sure you were going to kind of cover that in your notes, but it, it's it's cool to kind of get the history on it you know um but um i was also trying to think that what miles's purpose is now on the island you know i'm saying like and you know like to me it seems like yeah Widmore's sitting there for one purpose but now miles is there for another purpose and i've been trying to figure that out for all these characters you know right Um, yeah all of them seem to have some purpose of being there um you know the people who were left behind as well as the people who got back to the island. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, later on, of course, Miles gets the body back to Horace and Horace says he needs Miles to take the body to Dr. Chang, who's out Mm -hmm. at the orchid station. Uh, Hurley makes some food for everyone at the orchid and wants to go with Miles to deliver it. On the way, Hurley realizes that there's something raunchy in the van. And, you know, at first he kind of blames it on Miles, which Mm -hmm. I thought was pretty awesome. And he discovers there's a body in the back. And Miles says the guy was digging a hole when all of a sudden he felt a sharp pain in his mouth and it was a filling being pulled out of his mouth and through his brain. And Miles explains to Hurley that what he does has nothing to do with ghosts and talking to ghosts. It's just a feeling, a sense uh, their brain isn't working anymore, so there's no talking. It's just information about who they were and how they died. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that, to me, um, 
now it makes kind of well it makes kind of sense that that Miles's abilities are directly related to this island something mm-hmm. that he was because he was born there or because he was you know he was living there he took this with him because it does seem even though Hurley makes you know the comment you know that he understands because he, you know he too talks to dead people it's right. cuz you know it's like Hurley had this same experience you know he took something with him um, mm-hmm. from the island and this ability even though it's a bit different than what Miles has but right. it does seem like it has originated on this island mm-hmm. you know so it was just kind of it was just kind of cool to make the because um, I, I kind of assumed that Miles well before I knew he was even born on this island that he just had some kind of like freakish gift for whatever reason yeah. you know right but now now yeah. to me it's directly result of being on this island as a as an infant you know uh-huh yeah, I agree 100%. It's not as much some a talent that he brought to the island and he's kind of using right. it, you know, in this setting. It's more like it was placed there as an ability because of the island. Yeah. And now he's really using it for the the true purposes that it was given to him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you you can make the, you know, assumption that that's probably why he's back there is to is mm-hmm. to use that or to tap into that even to a greater depth. Um, right. You know, and probably yep. wouldn't been able to do that outside of the island. Right, right. So they arrive at the Orchid Station and Chang has, you know, two men take the package, you know, referring to the dead body, inside of the Orchid. And uh, Miles tells Hurley that Chang is his dad. Later, Chang shows back up and tells him to take him to Radzinski at the work site. In the van on the way, I love how Hurley, you know, uses some yeah. kind of comical tactics <laughs> to, try, to try and pull the, you know, the, the truth out in the open about them being father and son. Uh, it's actually probably one of my favorite scenes from the se- yeah. from the season, as, as weird as it is. It's just, it was so perfectly written and like, you know, Jorge just does an awesome job of pulling it off. Oh yeah, it was, that was great. Really, really <laughs> good. So they stop and Chang opens a hidden gate to the work site where they're beginning construction on the Swan Station. Uh, later, he again talks with Miles about his father, and Miles again reiterates that he doesn't want anything to do with his father uh, because his father was never a part of his life. And then we find out that uh, Hurley is trying to write The Empire Strikes Back <laughs> so that he can sell it to George Lucas uh, with a few minor improvements. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was a great idea. I didn't expect that. I mean, I'm not enough of a, you know, kind of a Star Star Wars guy to have picked up on the the whole Hoth reference. Right, and, right. You know, from the title. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, that was really good. So um, they get back to the barracks and Miles sees his dad sitting inside of their house and really enjoying spending time with, mm-hmm. you know, with a, a baby Miles. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. I mean, yeah, definitely. Coming um, from coming from someone that believed that his dad was just this piece of trash, right? You know, you know, gets yeah, to exactly. see that he actually really wasn't completely that way, you uh-huh. know. As and almost, it, it's like once again, the island is putting people in positions to to kind of help them like correct their lives to a certain degree to face certain things, you know, all over oh, yeah. again. You know, Miles is having his opportunity to have this like you know chance with his dad that he really never had. Um, and yep. even seeing a different perspective, you know. So, I, I mean, I, once again, I think the island's just kind of doing its thing. It's the whole second. That's chance a great thing. point. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, Jack and Kate, all them got their time to go through those changes. And now Miles, who's back on the island for the first time since being a baby, we assume, is getting his chance to get the same kind of island treatment that everybody else has gotten. And I like how they kind of cut this into the next scene, how, you know, Chang gets a call on his phone and comes outside and tells Miles, he's like, I need you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It was like this perfect blending of two totally unrelated scenes that kind of kept the emotional high from one scene to the next, even though they were totally unrelated. It was, it was interesting. It was just funny because also, you know, Miles says, you do, you know, like (laughs) almost picking up like on the, like how somehow he would, you know, know that it was his son. And he's like, you do need me dad, you know, but but then he was just like wiping the tears away and it's like, Oh, okay. You know, it was, it was really good. Yeah. That was awesome. Cause you can actually tell though that miles is changing his opinion. Definitely. You know, on his dad. Yep. So, uh, Chang, you know, of course he says he needs him because there's a team of scientists coming in from Ann Arbor on the sub. So Miles goes out to meet them, and of course, Daniel is one of the scientists mm-hmm. that's getting off of the sub. Yeah, which is extremely interesting to me because he's obviously been out working with this Dharma group in Ann Arbor. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I get that they can be on the island, but the fact that they can go function in the real world in 1977 and have yeah. and work and mm-hmm. have be part of the science team i mean it just messes with my head yeah it really is crazy to think that daniel's back working in ann arbor where dharma the dharma initiative started in the first place and now he's part of like their core team of scientists who are doing all this research that's basically the the reason the group on the island exists right you know and And now it's crazy yeah it is super crazy and it's kind of kind of messes with what I feel like they've told us about things, you know, it's like, you know, they can't change things. I know that whatever happened, happened or happens, happened, or whatever mm-hmm. the heck you want to say backwards, whatever. <laughs> but, um, it's like, I, I get that, but like literally Dan is the mastermind probably behind a lot of this stuff, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah, so, you get the sense that he is the one, um, behind most of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, in ter- at least in terms of the time travel stuff. Oh, yeah. But he, he's he's very important in the big picture here. Definitely, definitely. So it's, it's yeah. just interesting, really interesting, and totally makes me, like, m- you know, starts to melt my head when I think about, yeah. you know, how, how all these people are directly responsible for the things that they experienced later that had no idea they had helped build and all this stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, no doubt. The last thing I have is Roger, you know, Roger Linus shows up and finds out that Ben has gone missing and totally freaks out and heads to talk to security. So things are really spiraling out of control quickly for Sawyer and Juliet and all of them. And it's becoming clear that things aren't going to be able to stay the way they are. Right. And uh, later, one of the other security guys confronts Sawyer and shows him the tape and tells him that he knows that Sawyer was involved in taking Ben, and he's basically going to turn him in. So Sawyer brings him inside and knocks him out, and they tie the guy up. Yeah. That was the last note that I had about the episode. Yeah, that that last scene was uh, kind of, it was pretty interesting to me just in the sense that it it would have, 
it was kind of like, oh man, Sawyer kind of blew it. You could, I mean, he's such a, a quick thinker. You would have thought mm-hmm. he'd been like, you know, there was we got a we got a security call. You know that some there that the uh, there was a group uh, uh, that was looking to hurt Ben or that was you know da 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 da. So we took yeah. him where nobody would be looking for him. You know he's safe, but we've got him out in one of the secure <laughs> areas. You know something like that. But when you punch a guy, you know, and you yeah. tie him up, it's over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so I was just Maybe, like, yeah. oh. Maybe Sawyer's con man tools are a little dull from not being used. Maybe so. Long. Maybe so. But you did kind of get the <laughs> sense of like, oh man, it really is going to be over for them there, and yeah, uh, it's it's kind of sad, especially for you know Juliet and Sawyer. Yeah, it's part of it is sad, but another part of it's really exciting to me. True. Because, oh yeah. I mean, like especially I think in I think it's in the next episode, but it's not really spoiling anything where they're talking about you know starting from square one and. Oh. Um, yeah. Just the whole idea of this group, get, you know, not being in the comfort of the Dharma Initiative, True. but instead going back to where we know them best, surviving on this island right. on their own. It's pretty exciting. I mean, I have to admit, <laughs> it gets really, it gets, gets me excited to think about the show going yeah. in that direction again. Totally. And you know what I just yeah. kind of thought of? That's kind of like something we talked about a, a while ago. But it, it this kind of does what you just mentioned and what we do find out um, in this episode and, and the next episode. But like you said, it's not spoilers. But mm-hmm. it kind of definitely does put me back and it makes me kind of have a little more idea of something here. If mm-hmm. Remember a while ago we said that there's almost seems like three groups on this mm-hmm. island. Well, there is. There's the others, there's the Dharma group, and then now we know there is the group, this group. Right, of Sawyer know? and all of them who yeah. came back in time. And if yeah. they were somehow a part of a group that spirals off into the jungle, they would mm-hmm. really be this like middle group, this group bouncing through time, or this group that has you know this information from future and... You know, they would yeah. be definitely this exterior group to the island. So I'm kind of really excited, like you said, to see them get back out there and kind of find out where they fall, you know? Yeah. Oh, they- you know what would be absolutely nuts is like next season, we find out that they were, you know, some of the people out in the jungle who were kind of involved in, um, you know, terrorizing the group of survivors that crashed on the island, like almost like they're terrorizing themselves for some right. reason. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we, we kind of talked about this before, but like, like that the whispers could uh-huh. even be them, you know, right. like living among them and this, you know, but yet it's like this, it's this element of them that isn't, able to be seen because it is in a different time or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah right. it is existing uh, you know it, it would it would be interesting to think oh my gosh you know the whole time jack was messing with jack's head you know yeah it, <laughs> it would it'd be crazy it'd be crazy to yeah. see it like that no doubt oh that's cool yeah i'm really hoping and we'll talk more about this later but i have i have some hopes for season six and yeah that could just really like instead of just going the way they have every other season where they just kind of take the storyline and move it forward, I would love to see some kind of double back to where we find out that these people, the future versions of themselves or yeah, whatever you want to call it, were somehow involved in the events that went on on the island in the first couple of seasons of the show. Yeah. 
Yeah. That would be so awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if they had some kind of abilities to to do certain things like like if they are really linked to this island and they got they got some like the fact that Jack seen his dad and how big that was and the fact that mm-hmm. Charlie had to come overcome his like drug addiction and things like this and Locke's issues like who else would know that better than themselves yeah you know what yeah, I'm saying no so like if they yep. had the ability to to create these moments for themselves oh later, wow like like they were actually involved right in helping the island or helping themselves yes to overcome these issues right right awesome that's a great idea I love Be that crazy yeah well if we have some forum feedback here okay. uh, Sergeant Drano writes my favorite thing about this episode is definitely Dr. Chang who, have all, who I've always thought was a great character ever since we first saw him on the orientation video. I love the guy. I love that the guy has absolutely zero sense of humor. Great <laughs> interactions between Miles, Chang, and Hurley. The moment at the end of the episode where Chang comes out of the house and says, Miles, I need you, was truly touching. I agree completely. Yeah. And uh, Mama Pax writes, what else can I say? But the island works its magic again as, as Miles is allowed to realize that his father did love him. Mm-hmm. I agree with Sergeant Drano. This was a very touching scene. But what I find interesting is how Hurley seems to facilitate it. Ever since Hurley came up upon the cabin in season four, or perhaps I should say the cabin came upon him, I have wondered if there is something special about Hurley. Remember in the third season finale when he wanted to help Juliet and Sawyer check on Saeed, Bernard, and Jen? Sawyer just dismissed his ability to help, and yet it was Hurley who saved the day. Not sure if it means anything, but it's interesting to think about. Yeah. And then Be- uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Well, I was just going to say, you know, I think that um, that it was the uh, people around um Miles that made him become the person that he was. No, I'm, I'm just joking. That's a, that's that's just a direct thing from last episode to Mama Pax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to go trying to go back there. No, I I I, I was just I, I wanted to kind of throw that in there. But no, I think it was really really really. Uh, I, I mean, your comment was was right on. But um, right. Um, I thought. I mean, obviously that scene was extremely touching. But what was her yeah. last comment about um, Hurley's? Oh, Hurley, Hurley's uh, gifts uh, there. Um, yeah, she says, I, what I find interesting is how Hurley seemed to facilitate everything that happened. Ever since Hurley came upon the cabin in season four, or perhaps I should say the cabin came upon him, I've wondered if there is something special about Hurley. Remember in the third season finale, when he wanted to help Juliet and mm-hmm. Sawyer check on Saeed, Bernard, and Jen, Sawyer just dismissed his ability to help, and right. yet it was Hurley who saved the day. Yeah. No, I definitely believe there's something to Hurley. Um uh, more than the funny guy, and I think yeah. what we're going to see, I think we're going to see Hurley being it like a very, like I don't know, um, big piece of the puzzle for 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 this this island and this group and everything. Like maybe his abilities and his and his his sense is something that's going to be used. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely see that, you know, I mean, he's been such a likable character, but it's really his, the depth of what he's brought has really been yeah. limited. But I believe yeah. that's, I think it's underplayed for a reason. Yeah. Right. Because they don't want him to stand out as right. an obvious part of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So BCK Lockhart writes, the time on the microwave was three sixteen. 
Tommy Lasorda on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So even if they are on a remote island, their subscription to Sports Illustrated is still active. <laughs> Hurley writes, Hurley writes, Empire Strikes Back. Nice. We get to see some of the not very interesting backstory of Miles. We already knew he could talk to the dead, so was any of his backstory necessary? We learned that Miles' father never cared for them, or that it was what Miles was told. We learned that Miles needs a physical body to hear what the dead had to say. Mm -hmm. Interesting, but necessary? The best part was when Naomi recruited Miles, and we hear the amount of money that he will be paid for the job. Pretty sad that this is the most interesting part of the flashback. I wasn't impressed. Roger is back to being a jerk. Mm -hmm. Jack is still lackluster, and Kate should learn to keep her mouth shut. Nice to hear the numbers again. Spooky, too. So Miles was kidnapped by Bram. I'm not sure who Bram is. I guess that when guy. Was Miles, when was Miles kidnapped? Oh, Bram. Okay, yeah. okay. I see. Yeah, the guy from Elena's group. Okay. Yeah. I forgot his name. He says, that was interesting. He is one of Elena's men from the crash of 316. The scene with Miles watching his father reading to him, then saying, Miles, I need you, was touching. Thanks, everyone, so much for your comments and your feedback. We appreciate it very much. And if you would like to leave your comment on one of the few upcoming episodes we've got coming up here, you can do so over at our forums at lostmysterypodcast.com slash forums. There's a section there called podcast episode discussion. Just click on the thread for the episode you'd like to comment on, and we'll try to use your comments on an upcoming show. But like I said, there are only a couple remaining here. We've only got three episodes left to discuss from season five before we're done and waiting with like everyone else for season Ooh, yeah. six to come along. Yes, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to wait with you all for the first yep. time. Yep, no doubt. But it's going to be a fun. We've got a lot of fun stuff yeah. planned, and we'll be talking more about that uh, probably in the next coming up, upcoming episodes. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Anything else before we close this out? That's it for me. All right. Well, on Sunday, we'll be discussing the variable, a Miles, or not a Miles, a Daniel-centric episode, uh, which you've already seen, and I've watched part of it, and I'm incredibly excited to talk about it. So everyone, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.